0: You're listening to the Quietly Ambitious podcast, and this episode is one from before we rebranded. So if you hear references to Creatively Human, that is why. I hope you enjoy the episode. Welcome to Creatively Human, a podcast for online business owners and creatives that goes beyond the work and dives deep into why we do what we do, the struggles and wins we face along the way, and how we fit it all into the kind of life we want to live. I'm your host, Ruth Poundwhite, and I help creatives grow their businesses in ways that fit around their life and values. Happy New Year, everyone. Um, Actually, I have to admit, I'm recording this at the end of 2018. But for you, this will be the first episode of 2019. And it's going to be all about setting goals, knowing where you are in your business, planning and all of that stuff. So... I guess I'm gonna start by saying I feel like there's a big difference between planning and setting goals. So I will say that I am a massive planner and I have loads of specific systems and schedules I use to like plan out the day-to-day, month-to-month running of my business. But when it comes to goal setting, I do that quite differently. I've actually tried loads of different methods um, as my business has developed across the last 10 years And to be honest, the way I do it is always changing. And I do think that what works best for one person won't necessarily be what works best for anyone else. It's just one of those things, isn't it? It's like productivity tips. There's no like one right way. It's all about how we work as individuals. So hopefully you'll find what I say in this episode useful. But obviously, I know that not all of it will be the way you want to do things. And that's fine. I'm hoping that you'll be able to take something useful away from it no matter how you like to work. So I guess the best place to start, and it's what I'm always going on about, is with my values. So I've said many times that when I started freelancing back in 2008, I started it just because I couldn't get a job and I needed some money. And it was a sort of natural way for me to earn money. Like I had the skills and the means to do it. But because of that, I didn't start very intentionally. I just did whatever work I could, and it took me a while before I realised that I wasn't really working in alignment with my values. It took me a long time actually to realise that it felt a bit off. Um, I always talk about this, but it's this uh, Maslow's hierarchy of needs where you start out meeting your most basic needs like food, shelter. So I guess that's like basic income from your business. And then once those needs are met, then you have the sort of brain space or the desire to think about the bigger things. So like the purpose of what you're doing, um, satisfying your goals and whatever, all your values. So yeah, that's why I like to emphasise this all the time, because I feel like it can be easy to like go along day to day without considering your values and think you need to be doing certain things in your business. So getting clear on your values can kind of reduce the kind of mental clutter. It can make it clearer what where your goals should be focused and what you should be doing. Um So, yeah, I would start by having a think about that. I usually journal. Journaling is my answer for everything. I just find it the best way to get stuff out of my head and into a more cohesive thought that actually makes sense. Um, Sometimes I think I think one thing and then I start journaling and it brings up something else. So, I find it really useful. Um, If you join my Facebook group and it's called Simple and Joyful Business, and I'll link to it in the show notes, I did actually do a video there all about. Um, finding my core business values. And there's a free guide and sort of a whole list of values for you to choose from and exercises to narrow down your values. And it won't take that long either. It's quite simple, but it's quite useful um, before you start making your goals. So on to setting yourself up for a good year and setting goals. Well, I mentioned this in the Q&A episode I released at the end of 2018 that I'm not setting goals at the moment and because I'm recording this in advance, that's still the case. Like I'm, I haven't set any 2019 goals and I'm not saying that you shouldn't, but this is what feels good for me. My plan is to have a business meeting with myself at some point in mid to late January and what I'm going to do is I'm going to plan it all so that Rowan is taken care of, my husband can have him from the day and I'm going to go to London on my own And I am going to work in a a bustling space. I really like going to the South Bank Centre for this because there's like no pressure to buy anything and there's loads of people there doing their work. And I kind of like to imagine what they're all doing and what they're all working on. And yeah, I'm going to use it as a business meeting with myself. Um, When I say business meeting with myself, I don't know what that conjures up for you. But it's basically just a period of time that I deliberately set aside and I deliberately plan in advance and I'm going to go over everything, all the stuff to do with my business. I'm going to get really clear on where I am and where I want to go. And I call this the sort of big picture business stuff. And the reason I call it big picture stuff is because I think that we get really caught up in the day to day running of the business. We think that we need to be spending all our time working on what actually makes us money but we need to take that time to step outside and think about the bigger picture. So working on the business rather than always in the business, being more intentional about what we're doing. And I guess this is where sort of goals come in and and big dreams as well. So I'm going to go over some of the stuff that I actually cover in this meeting. And it's not as Um, specific as I make it sound like I won't literally always do the same things every single time. But I do have sort of I would say a toolkit of different things I do, and that I find really useful to get a clear picture of where I am. And the added benefit of doing this also is that you don't just like get a clear picture of where you are, but you also remind yourself of all the things you've achieved. Like it doesn't Even necessarily mean money stuff, but it can just mean all the stuff you've put out into the world and everything you've achieved. Because I think we have a tendency to forget how far we've come sometimes. I certainly know that's true for me. And actually, that's something I realized when I recorded that episode about my 10 year business journey how I really don't take enough time to step back and appreciate what I've done. So this helps with that as well. And I'm just going to say here I am selling the whole kit of. Worksheets and exercises, and also information about why it's important and how to use it as part of my course called Clarify Your Big Picture Business Kit. And that is available on my website at ruthpoundwhite.com forward slash clarify. That is being released this month. I mean, like I said, I'm recording this in December, but I know that that is coming out in January. So head to that page and you'll be able to get it at um, a discount because I'm doing an early bird price for anyone who signs up before it's launched. I'm going to give you loads of the info in this episode, but I think you'll find it really useful if you want like a set of exercises to work with. And you can also like make it a regular part of your sort of business life. Um, I like to do it a couple of times a year. It's So it's not necessarily like January New Year's resolutions. It's more regular than that. Ideally, I would like to do it quarterly, but I guess in the last year, things have been a bit different for me, so I haven't. But yeah, I like to do it quarterly. I find it can really get me back on track when I don't even realize I'm necessarily going off track. And yeah, I also think just knowing stuff like your numbers is like really, really important for moving forward in your business. And when I get behind on knowing where I am in my business, that's when things start to get a bit shaky. It gives you it gives you the confidence you need and the knowledge you need about uh, so you can know exactly where you can invest, you can know exactly how much to pay yourself. I mean, basic things like that as well as the big picture stuff, as well as the big dreams. Anyway, that's available on my website now if you want it. And I'm just going to jump in and go through some of the exercises I do and then I'm going to talk about a few other things um, that I think are relevant to like setting yourself up for a really good year and planning and goal setting. So like I always say, Journaling helps. It really helps. And I feel like it can be easy to ignore this step, but I really encourage you to journal and ask yourself a few questions about how you feel about your business, about any tasks you've particularly enjoyed, any ideas you've had that you've been avoiding, like getting to the bottom of why you've been doing it, and things that you don't feel like you've been good at or that have sucked up your time and energy. I think this is a really good place to start before you go into all the exercises. It just kind of gets things out of your head and onto paper in a way that makes more sense, basically. So the next thing is I like to get clear on where I am. So there's a few things I look at to help with this. And I go into more detail about this in the whole kit. But I'm going to give you an overview of all the different exercises. So the first thing is money. I like to look at what I've earned throughout the year. I actually like to go back several years often to give me like a really bigger picture because obviously it fluctuates. I look at where I'm spending money if I can cut down my expenses. I also look at where I could be spending more money, but I'm resisting. So, for example, outsourcing more and I try and set some goals. Once I've got the picture of where I currently am I feel in a better mindset to set some goals and I try and set like a next step goal but I also try and really force myself to set a really big goal because that's something I often struggle with so I kind of try to force myself lately because your business can surprise you sometimes and it's worth thinking big and like opening your mind to the possibilities. Um, The next thing I like to do is sort of look at my like day-to-day life and routine and how I'm working how often I'm working when I'm working tasks I like doing things I don't like doing things I can outsource things I can drop things I could perhaps pay a tool to make easier for example like bookkeeping software I use zero I pay for it but I think it's worth every penny like it's actually I find it quite fun but that's a bit nerdy but yeah I do Um, things like that things you could outsource more I think I already said that And just like, if you want to shift your daily routine, how could you make that happen? How could you, if you wanted to like have some afternoons off, for example, how could you make that happen? Know where you are and where you want to go. Um, Also, I think it's worth, and I should have mentioned this in the money section, but I think it's worth looking at your prices. Like, are you happy with your prices? Do any of them feel like too much work for too little money? Could you change them to make some goals happen? Play with some numbers. It's worth getting clear on where you're at with that. And then... Some of the other things I like to do. And like I said, you don't necessarily do all of these things every time, but it's worth having them in your toolkit because it's definitely worth doing them at least once a year. A content audit. So, going through all the content on your website, making sure it's still relevant. If everything needs updating, write it down, things like that. And a product audit. So, going through um, what you've sold this year, when you released products. So, that might coincide with spikes in your income, for example. Um, how many people purchased what what format you sold your products in how you could tweak them look at which ones were your best sellers how you could promote them more or how you could possibly use that as an idea for future products things like that and then i also like to think about overall how i'm feeling and think about my boundaries so for example if something makes me feel bad in my business that is usually or like anxious that is usually a sign that I need a better boundary around that thing. For example, if I feel like a common theme coming up throughout the last year was that clients were often late, then maybe that's a sign that I need like a more strict policy about meetings and the rules and what happens if they're late, like I won't extend the session or something like that. Um, Yeah, that's just something to think about. And then I also like to make a list of the tasks I do most often and put them into uh, recurring reminders so that I do them like, for example, I do all sort of like invoices on a Monday, things like that. So I'm just going over this in a, really, in a really brief form. But hopefully you get the picture like of all the different things you can look at in your business and how you feel about it. The last thing before we get on like goals and stuff is thinking about your clients, like who you're serving, if they're the right people, if you feel like you know them well enough. Um, I would write down things that you think matter to them, things that you think they're struggling with. And if you find that you don't know this stuff, then I think it's really good to schedule in a regular date where you do a customer survey or not necessarily a customer survey, but a survey of anyone who's following you as well. And um, yeah, that's a really good like thing to do regularly so that you always know how best to serve your clients or potential clients, I think. And it's also a good way to make sure that you're doing things from a place of what you want to do and not just what you think Other people want you to do because that's been one of my problems throughout my sort of business journey. And so I like to be really clear on who I serve and realize that if certain people don't like it, that's fine because they're not my target audience. So I think it's really worth revisiting your ideal client regularly for that reason. So all this stuff combined gives you like such a good picture of where you are in your business and it doesn't even need to take that long to do but it can actually make you realize things that you had forgotten or never even noticed before about your business and then i think it's time to think about the big picture stuff with all of that in mind um, one thing i like to do is this exercise called the five whys which was actually not developed for this purpose i actually read about it and it was apparently developed to solve problems in a car manufacturing to help them get to the bottom of a problem but obviously It can be used in this more philosophical way. So you ask yourself about why you are doing what you're doing in your business and then you ask yourself again, why does that matter? And then you do it five more times to get to like the real heart of what matters to you. And then when you've got to that, I like to do a little exercise which I find brilliant is to write a letter from your future self back to you now where you are now. So you could choose a time period like five years in advance, or you could use like six months. It depends on your kind of circumstances and um and what's going on in your life, I think. Like if you were just at the point of starting a brand new business right now, then it probably would make more sense to choose a, a shorter time period. But if you've been in business for a while and you've got some big things, then you could choose a longer one. And yeah, just write A letter from your future self about what you've achieved, how you feel, how your business has had an impact and things like that. I think that that really helps to get me in a mindset for setting those big goals and like admitting the big things that I want to happen. And aside from that letter from your future self, you can also just do an exercise where you list where you want to be one year from now, where you want to be three years from now, where you want to be five years from now. Things that you want to achieve, specific projects or vague ideas, just like list it all. Brain dump basically. And that is a good way to just get everything out of your head and to start prioritising and actually setting your goals for the year coming up. So that's the kind of stuff I think about in my business meeting so that I'm sort of always clear about where I am and always also keeping my values and the bigger picture in mind. But of course, that's not like the whole picture because you also need to then start putting some of the bigger goals into action. And this is where I, I struggle. I'm going to be honest with you and say that one of the biggest problems for me is being overwhelmed with so many ideas. And I think that this is just a thing that happens when you are a kind of a creative business owner. Like, it's really a blessing to have too many ideas and know that you're not going to run out of them. But it can be hard sometimes to pick which ones to work on. So going through the values and why I'm doing what I'm doing and the numbers in my business meeting really helps me to pick the things from the list that make most sense for those kind of more specific goals, rather than thinking of wanting to do all the things. So I'll actually pick goals based on what I think I have time for, what feels good, but ultimately also what will help me meet my financial business goals, because that is really important. Like my business has to be profitable, otherwise it's not a business. So once I have ideas about what I want to make happen... I tend to try and break goals down into smaller steps because I feel like that really helps me with the overwhelm. I would, for example, if I wanted to release a course which is on my agenda for 2019, I will think about breaking it down into the different steps. So there's like thinking of the general idea, outlining it, writing it, um, promoting it, all the tech stuff, all of that stuff and I may have initially thought oh I could do this in one month and then when I've broken it down think hang on a minute this is going to take longer I'll set it three months from now and then I'll put notes on my calendar for when I have to have different bits done. Now I know not everyone works in such a rigid way and to be honest with you although I set these goals I pretty much never stick to them. That's not to say it's pointless to set them in the first place though but what I mean is I'll set them and things will move and shift but but the the general structure will still be there, but I'll shift the dates around as I work on it. But I I find it helps for me and my overwhelm to kind of have that structure in place. So whatever works for you, basically. I suppose it's actually making the goals happen. For most people, that is harder than setting the goals in the first place. So the two things that help with that is setting them really intentionally, which all that big picture business stuff really helps with, but also breaking them down and making sure they're doable and knowing the steps that are involved to get you there. And I could imagine that some people probably do get overwhelmed when they break goals down into steps. So if that's you, then obviously you'll find a way that works for you. So yeah, in terms of how far in advance I will plan, I would say I have a kind of yearly picture, which is more about slightly bigger goals. But then I would say perhaps the next two to three months I will have more of a specific plan for but the nature of my business means that I can change things at the last minute and I I frequently actually do do that but yeah I tend to be more structured on a weekly and, and monthly basis than I am on a yearly basis like I won't plan mostly I won't plan specific dates in for like a year from now I'll just have like an idea and I'll make it I'll write it down. I actually use Evernote to organize all my ideas and stuff. Um, I do journal loads, but I've, every now and again, I'll go through my journals and type out the things that I want to keep because the, the thing about having them in Evernote versus having them in, an, in a physical notebook is that I can search on Evernote. And I do find that really helps to know that they're there and they're saved. Like the ideas can exist there and I won't forget them. So I can then just focus on what I really need to do right now. I also wanted to come back and add something since I recorded this episode, uh, something that I forgot to mention and that is a regular practice I had and I fell out of it this year but I think I'm going to start it back up again because it was so useful, it made so much difference to my goal setting and that was to put a date in my calendar every single month to reflect on my previous month's goals and set new goals for the month ahead and it was just so so useful and I didn't used to spend that long on it and I used to set quite simple goals because I think sometimes um we can overcomplicate things and set goals that are too ambitious for a short time period like a month. But yeah, it just really helped me focus and it kept me coming back to why I was doing what I was doing. It kept me coming back to those values I'm talking about and it just kept me moving through the year like more intentionally. And I did also use that for some personal goals like um, plans to read different books every month, Plans to, you know, exercise and things like that. I've fallen out of the habit of it since having a baby, but I really would recommend it. And I do also really want to stress that putting it in my diary was like a really big factor in making me do it. And I also thought it might be useful for me to share one of my big goals that I set for 2018. And this is a goal that I actually failed at, but I'm actually still really glad that I set it. So if you've been following me for a while you'll know that this what I'm doing here isn't to do with my main business I have a main business um, which doesn't really have any kind of social media presence or anything like that it's mainly based on a mailing list and like a, a previous customer base but I'm setting up this new business for which I've set up my blog my Instagram account and this podcast kind of relates to that too and it was my goal um in the last quarter of 2018 to make a certain amount of money from this new business. And what I did was I picked a number and then I decided to pick a number that was way higher because I read something about how your brain psychologically approaches the, the numbers that you pick. So it's like a way of forcing yourself to think bigger. Um, like you can pick your baseline goal a good goal or like a brilliant, amazing goal. So my baseline goal was the one that I really wanted, but then I picked two higher up ones. And then what it does is it shifts your brain to like start aiming for the highest one, which I thought was really interesting psychological tactic. And it did actually change what I was aiming for. Like I I was aiming really big after I used that technique. Anyway, so I set this income goal and I set up loads of plans to make it happen. And I didn't meet my target, but... (laughs) I would say it really forced me to like get into gear. I did loads of stuff to grow my audience. I did loads of stuff towards creating courses. I created my email marketing course and also my business planning course, um, which is out now. And through setting that goal and taking that action, I basically turned what I'm doing here now into a real business. Because before that, it was sort of the foundations of a business but it wasn't making any money so because i set myself that goal and i took it seriously and i gave myself a time frame of 3 months i started taking it seriously and i gave people a way to pay me and that's what it came down to and i earned money from this business so although i failed i didn't hit my target that i wanted i did make money And it has set me up ready for the next stage in my business. So I just wanted to share that because it's sort of like sometimes we're afraid to set goals because we're sort of afraid of failing at them. But I actually see the goal I set myself, I still see it as really positive despite the fact that I did technically fail. It still put me in a better position now than I would have been had I not set myself that goal in the first place. But obviously the goal does have to feel good because... You don't want to set yourself up for a fall and just feel rubbish about yourself like that goal felt really good to me because it it was sort of a specific thing in terms of money. But it was like really fun to try and think of ways to actually get there. And it sort of kicked me into gear and I played around with loads of different ideas. So it felt really good to me. So, yeah, I definitely recommend just setting yourself a goal, even if you're not quite sure how it's going to happen or if it's possible. And then breaking it down into little steps like I did, and just knowing that it's going to take you somewhere, even if it doesn't take you to where you necessarily expect. So, I guess before I end, there's another area of sort of planning and goal setting that I need to talk about, and that's the stuff that you're already doing. So, not the like, massive long term goals, not the like new ideas and shorter term goals that you want to put into place, but like the planning for the stuff that you already do. So I guess here it could be like content creation, things you want to do on social media, growing your blog readers, growing your customers to an existing product, uh, marketing plans, things like that. And this is where I actually am quite rigid and very structured in the way I do things. I basically create my own systems for every thing that I do regularly in my business. And they are not pretty at all. Like I said, I use Evernote to organize loads of stuff in my business. And I basically make calendars and tables all the time to do with like dates and planning content far in advance and different stages of the process. Um, it's really not pretty. It's not something I could ever share with anyone because I've just come to it in a very messy way and it just so happens that this is the way that works for me. Like I do even really small things like putting things in bold or italic or different colours to mean different stages of completion. Um, no one else would understand it but me. Obviously the stuff that I do outsource to other people, I do do it in a way that is much more understandable and makes a lot more sense. But yeah, I guess what I'm trying to say here is that it's worth trying to find a system that works for you, um, whatever that may be. And I know some people will probably be into more analog, like writing it down, or you could literally just use an Excel spreadsheet or you could use Evernote like I do, whatever. But I think putting it into a system is really important. And in terms of planning for growth and Also, just in terms of getting more organized in general, and this is something I did before I took my maternity leave from my business, is just to try and get like that one step ahead of yourself. So it's quite overwhelming to try and think, right, I'm going to get a year ahead of my blog posts. Like for most of us, that's not a very realistic goal and it might not even be something that we actually feel good about doing because by the time a year's gone we might actually have totally changed what we think about things. So I think the first step would literally just be to get a day ahead of your blog post. If you're the kind of person who does it like last minute like I have been known to do with this podcast editing the first step is literally just to get it done a day in advance then a week in advance then maybe two weeks in advance or whatever feels good for you you don't have to do it in advance but there might be some elements of it that you could do in advance or some stuff you could plan in so for example where I found find planning really helpful is if you are um, an online content creator like a blogger and you have your own social media presence and you know that you've got certain paid promotions that are coming up. So for example, you might be releasing a course. If you have that planned in advance, you can use it to shape the content you put out in your blog. Like for example, I'm going to be totally honest with you for this episode, it's coming out in January, which makes total sense for it being about goal setting and planning. But it's also coinciding with me releasing my paid product that goes into more detail about it. Um, So I am being quite intentional about putting it out at this specific time. Even though I wanted to share this content anyway, I'm being really intentional about when to do it. And it's because of having a plan in advance that that's what has enabled me to do this right now. So yeah, I guess that is one of the benefits of planning and it can get really overwhelming trying to do things really far in advance. So that is why I suggest you just start with thinking of it as the next step and then the next step and then the next step so that you don't have to do it all in one go. And also making bigger things happen putting more marketing strategies into place, getting more customers, growing your business. It all comes down to knowing where you are right now so that you can know what to drop, what to focus on, where to get help and yeah, just where to put all your energy. And I do think that is the key. So I have to admit, when I came to record this episode, I made some really brief notes, but I didn't know exactly what I was going to talk about. So I hope it hasn't been too all over the place because I've kind of gone into the day-to-day systems as well as like the massive big picture goals. So I hope this all makes sense, but it is actually all related. And I suppose that's the thing, isn't it? You can have big goals, but if you don't make a plan to put them into action, then they're never gonna happen. So you have to strike that balance between having goals that you don't necessarily know how are gonna happen yet. Like it's good to have goals that you don't know how you're gonna get there because they're still possible, you just don't know how yet but you need to balance that with like the sort of practical everyday things, making sure you have time, making sure it'll be profitable. And yeah, I hope you found that helpful. I would actually really love to hear your comments on this episode because yeah, like I said, it kind of took its own course. I hope that You took some nuggets of wisdom from it. I guess the overall message I would give anyone in terms of thinking of goals and planning and setting yourself up for a good year is to like treat your business like a real business. Like it's not just a hobby. It is a thing of its own. If you imagined someone else with a really successful business, how would you imagine them running it? It's probably not just winging it day to day, and that's not to say that you can't just do things day to day that feel good because I do that all the time. But you do need to have some sort of structure. You do need to look at it with a business owner's eyes and treat it like the real business that it is. So yeah, I hope you find that useful, and I hope that you are setting some really big. Goals to make great stuff happen in 2019. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of Creatively Human. It would really help me and the podcast if you could take a moment to review, rate, and subscribe. I'd also really love to hear from you on Instagram at ruthpoundwhite, where I like to get a bit philosophical about online business, and you can find me on my website ruthpoundwhite.com, where you can read the episode show notes, subscribe to my behind-the-scenes newsletter or read more about my own experience of running a creative online business.